And my title is Remembrance. Remembrance. And I would like to turn to Luke chapter 24 and verse 32. And it reads, And they said to one another, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the Scriptures to us? Lord Jesus, speak into our hearts today. This is your church. These are your people. God, let your word go forth in the name of Jesus and change lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Tomorrow, the nation is going to celebrate Memorial Day. And the purpose of Memorial Day, um, you could go back and you could look at Armistice Day, if I could say that, and you could look at many, any number of speeches given by different presidents as they, uh, I don't like to really use the word commemorate, but reflected on a war or a battle that we have gone through. And so a time has been set aside in the United States of America to say, hey, where have we been specifically in our battles. What is it that we went through and how did we fight and, and what blood was shed and, and, and what victories were won and what things did, were we fighting for? And so they set aside a time to look at that, to remember. And I want to encourage you today that it is good to set back and to remember But I'm not talking today about the the battles of the United States of America. I'm not talking about this country's civil war and where slavery was fought over and and ended, thankfully. Hallelujah. And I'm not talking about the onslaught of uh, the Nazis and the, the Holocaust in World War II where that was put to a brutal end. Oh, thank the Lord for that. And and I'm not talking about all the recent battles we've had in, in Afghanistan or Iraq. But I'm talking about the battle for your life and for your soul. You see, we go through life and we go through our struggles and we go through our problems. And, and we begin to forget where we've come from and where those that went before us have come from. Brother Danny, your parents are here today and your mom, she greeted me and she said, I spent time with your your grandma and your grandpa. You know, sister, I never got to spend time with my grandpa, but you got to spend time with him. And I've heard that he was a worshiper, and, and I've heard that he would really get with it during church service. And so sometimes when I'm worshiping God, I wonder, was my grandpa like this? But I know one thing, that every prayer that he prayed, and in the, those that prayed in the generations before him, are stored up in heaven in a vial. And I want somebody to get an understanding that every battle that was fought before you is still up in heaven. And God's saying, hey, you made war against hell and you stood for truth. And that truth in those prayers carry on. Oh, we can go all the way back to Peter and to Paul and James and John and the 120 in the upper room and the 3,000 afterwards. Oh, every prayer that they prayed, every bit of worship that went up. Oh, I'm thinking about when they got together after they had been rebuked by the, the leaders and they began to pray and God began to shake and they said that signs and wonders and miracles would go forth. 
That wasn't just for their time. That was for your time. Oh, the prophets of old that longed to see into our day, to look at it, but yet they stood for truth. Oh, when the prophet sat by the river and he put a word forth. Oh, it was for our time. Oh, you know what, guys? We stand at a great time. It is unfathomable to me, Keith, that God would pick me for right now. Oh, I was going to say that he would pick you, but I didn't want you to take that as an insult. Oh, no. God picked us, church. I mean, I look at the Apostle Peter, and he's walking along, you know, and he's so bold he cut off an ear, right? And uh, I would be in jail for that. But, you know, he had a boldness about him that was translated into the spiritual. And he would go and he would face anyone and speak the word. He was a man that was willing to repent. And when, he was found, when it was found later on, hey, you know, we can't do it this way when Paul rebuked him. You don't see that Peter left the gospel. You don't see that he walked out on God. But he kept on. And yet God has said, it is your time. Brother Chris, he's picked you for this time. Sister Corinne, he's picked you for this time. Oh, he's picked us. And so we have this. It's right after the resurrection. Jesus has risen from the dead. And I find it interesting, or I don't want to use the word fascinating, but the women, they come to the tomb. They're like, where's the body? Where's the body? What, what happened here? You see, it had just been, it was the third day. Jesus had preached to them. He had taught them. He had healed blinded eyes. He had unstopped deaf ears. You know, somebody's asked before, why is it that when they, I'll, I'll go a week and I'll come back to church, and this wasn't their exact words, but I'll come back to church and they're preaching deliverance again. Did, did people not get deliverance, what I inferred from that last week? Wasn't Jesus not moving in their midst three days before? Oh, Jesus sat down with them in, in Luke chapter 22, and, and, and He tells them, He, he says, um, with desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. He began to speak words into their lives. Jesus was excited. This was the, um, the, the pinnacle of everything he had come to do. I know in a little bit you're going to see him shed great drops of blood as he's, he wrestles in the garden. But he sat down with them and he's like, I have desired to do this. I've wanted to have this Passover. This is it right here. Everything has come to a head. Oh, guys, I've been teaching to you. I've been preaching to you. I've been ministering to you. Oh, th this, this bread that we're going to eat right here, this is my body. Oh, that's broken for you. <laughs> and then he takes up the cup. And he says, this cup right here, this juice that we're going to drink, oh, I, I want you to share it between you. Why, this is the blood that is shed for you. Oh, I, I, and when you do this, do it in remembrance of me. Mm. Three days later, they're sitting there at a tomb. Oh, and then there's a couple guys walking down a road together to Emmaus. And they're just beside themselves. They're saying, what happened here? Oh, how can this all be? Oh, everything we had hoped for has been hung on a cross and buried in the ground. Oh, but if you could remember when he broke the bread. If you could remember when he gave you the cup. 
Oh, if you could just remember that I'm not talking about one week ago. I'm talking three days ago. I understand this was a crucifixion. It's, it's, it's not ordinary life here. It's an extraordinary three days. But Jesus, I am telling you once again, has spoken words into your lives. Words have been spoken over you. And God is truth. And every man is a liar. Oh, what God has said is coming to pass. It has come to pass. And it will come to pass. Can we give him a hand clap of praise? <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, and so Jesus rises again. And the angels, they meet with these ladies. And, and then they begin to share the word. And now he walks on the road with these gentlemen. <laughs> oh, that, it, it excites me. You see, they were, they were beside themselves. Has anybody ever here been beside yourself and wondered, where is God at? Has anybody almost thought God lied to me? Okay, you don't have to raise your hand. But did you think it just a little bit? Maybe you chased it out the side of your brain? Maybe you even said it to him in prayer. If you said it and it wasn't to him in prayer, take it to him in prayer. God's a big God. He, he can take it. He wants to hear your voice. Because we find these two men walking along the road. They're walking away from Jerusalem. And Jesus, oh, he's, he's alive. And I just can see it. He's like, I think I'm going to drop in right here. And then they can't see him with their eyes. They, they, don't, they can't quite perceive. Their eyes are blinded. That is what happens to us. We all of a sudden, it becomes a distant memory of, of how he, he ministered to us and we felt so great in the last service or how mighty that prayer was on Monday night. And, and, and now we're, we're, like, we're faced with the situation and we panic a little bit. Maybe somebody's talking to us and, and all of a sudden we're a little shy to even let them know we live for Jesus. We're a little bit like Peter by the fire. And, and, and our eyes are, 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 are covered a little bit and we begin to hear a word. And we have these distant memories of how God ministered in our life and, and maybe even reaching way back, you remember when he first filled you with his spirit. But it seems so far... And Jesus drops in beside you. Oh, we talked about it last week about how he sends angels and they minister and they work, right? But God comes right down beside you. And we talked about him being in you. Well, Jesus is walking beside you and he begins to minister. The word of God goes forth and our hearts begin to burn within us. Oh, I want somebody to remember today when you look back about every victory that he's brought you. Every one of you, or almost every one of you in this place have been filled with his spirit. I want you to remember that he washed away your sins. Oh, he took away your ugly sins. Nobody can take away your sins except Jesus Christ. Nobody can take those ugly things that you said and did. And, and nobody can take all the results of those drugs and those 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 uh, uh, those. Dirty actions in your life. Brother Terry, all those things you did with the motorcycle club, nobody else could take those things and remove the guilt and the shame. But Jesus Christ, 
Oh, let's give him a hand clap. I want you to lift your voice up and begin to tell him thank you. Oh, begin to tell him thank you. You see, as Jesus walked beside them on the road, he began to expound to them, going back into the prophets. Oh, reaching back into the Psalms. Oh, we can go back. Oh, I thought about it, Bishop, before you ever preached it, of how they came out across the, the Red Sea, how he brought them out with a strong arm. Oh, Jesus began to expound, going into the prophets, and he's saying, oh, see, you need to understand, this stuff needed to happen. <laughs> oh, church, you're in a struggle right now. Oh, hear me. I'm speaking to you. And you're thinking, why are we in this place? But as you remember the great things God's done in your life, he's saying, hey, let me show you. These things needed to happen. You, I know it's a struggle, but there's an enemy coming after your soul, coming after your family, coming after this world. And he thinks that he has a shot at this, but he doesn't have a chance. I can't say the rest of that, right? He doesn't have a chance. He... There's no way. You see, I got the keys to the kingdom. Oh, I have the keys over death, hell, and the grave. Oh, he walked right up there, and he walked up to those gates, and those gates are unlocked. Do you know what happened at the gates in the cities in the Old Testament? It was the place of business. Oh, that's why you see it in the book of Ruth. You see, Boaz went and purchased her with his <laughs> shoe. Um, you know, he, he went there, and they had business dealings. Oh, when, when you find Lot, where do you find Lot at? He's at the gate. He's at this place of prominence. Um, it was the place of business. It's where things were transacted. There is no business occurring at the gates of hell. You don't need to go there and say, let me barter for somebody's soul. Oh, no. You say, I own this business district. And everyone in there is mine. And I'm bringing them out. Hell is only reserved for Satan and all those angels that fell with him. They made their dirty choice and there's no coming back. But God has said, I came to the cross to purchase everyone in that place. I bought them. They're mine. Oh, and you know what you get to do? You see, my kids, right? When I hand them, I don't hand them my wallet, by the way. They're a little young there yet. But... When I give them money and they go up to the store and they stand there at the counter, it's coming out of my bank account. <laughs> but they don't need to say, oh, right before I lay this down, Dad, do I have permission to purchase this? You see, when they go on a trip or something and you hand them some money, uh, um, you, you give your kid 20 bucks or whatever it is, and you say, this is for food, this is for any snacks you want to buy, this is yours. They're not calling back, hey, we're at the gas station, is it okay I spend this money now? Is it okay? Uh, no, no, no. God has said, I went to the cross to purchase them, and you're my ambassadors, you're kings and priests, you're my children, you know, you're not just that, you're the bride of Christ. Oh, yes, because when Alicia and I got married, her name is on the checks. Oh, her name is on all the accounts. My house is her house. She owns it just as much as I do. Oh, the bank account is as much as hers. She doesn't go to the Army Corps every day. But the results that come from it are as much hers as they are mine. 
oh, I can't go hang myself on the cross like Jesus did. But the results, hallelujah, are as much mine as the, oh, hallelujah. And so I just want to say today, we're coming to the gates of hell and we're dragging your family member out. They're ours in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Sister Melissa. Speak it on Jason. Oh, they're ours. Devil, you're a liar. You're the father of all liars. Oh, you're only released on this world just for the usefulness of God. You're going to the bottom of the pit and they're going to look at you and they're going to say, he's the one, but we give God glory. Give him glory right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I love the example last week, Brother Danny. Oh, how you talked about that wrestling match. How you said that they were, and I'm not going to redo your example. You did a great job. Um, but how, how you talked about how they're like, I hear him coming. Uh, who's coming? Oh, it's him, him. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, they quake in their boots. That's why before Jesus even went to the cross, the devil said, are you come to destroy us? What's going on here? Oh, this was our dominion. And he says, no, it's not your dominion. Hallelujah. Jesus began to expound to them. Oh, I, I know that some of you are at low points in life. That's why God brought this word today. Because it is great to remember the victories when we're feeling so awesome and good. And then we're like, yes, I remember the day he saved me from all my sin and shame. And we get another shout on us. Oh, but right now, I'm looking at my struggle. And I'm saying, I remember the day he saved me from all my sin and shame. I went down into the water, baptized in Jesus' name. Oh, and I remember the day he restored me. He brought me back to this altar. He cleansed me up from my sins. He made me to understand grace like I had never understood it before because I never bought it. I never purchased it. He did. So remember, remember him. Oh, I want you to remember in the middle of your problem, he created all things. All things were made for him and by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. He made it. He stretched out the heavens. The Psalms tell us that they declare the glory of God. That when you look up there, you can see him. He stretched that before there was, there was ever sin in the world. He stretched it out to let you know, I have all power. And then you can see me and be reminded of me every single day that I'm God. So remember, remember he created all things. Remember. And now, these guys are walking down the road, and they're beside themselves. They can't quite see it. They can't quite remember it. Sister Brooklyn, I'm going to be bringing this to a close here in just, just a little bit. And it tells us that Jesus began to expound to them and to share, and then he sat down with them. You see... The three days before that, he had been sitting with them at a table. He'd been sitting with the disciples anyways. He'd been sitting there, and he'd taken up the bread, and he'd taken up the cup, and he had broke it, 
And then he let him know, I have to go through some things here before I get to sit down at a table again. But when he walked with them that day, and they made their journey down the road to Emmaus, you know, something happened. Bishop, if you want to stand up just for a minute. He's talking to them. Just walk with me. And now, Jesus, they're hearing him talking. And then he, he's, he's sharing everything. And he's like, well, I think it's time for me to go. It's the Word of God. The Word of God was going out. Jesus wasn't looking for them to see with their physical eyes. He wanted them to hear with their heart. And it's going forth. And they're saying, oh, something. Something got a hold of me. Oh, you may be at a low place in sin. And yet, you're like, he's talking about grace for me. I feel it right here. Maybe you're like these men. You didn't do anything wrong. You're just, how did this happen? And yet, they feel the word. And they're walking. And then, they still can't see with their eyes. But, but he says, he says, well, I got to go. I need to go. And they reach out. And they begin, no, hold on, hold on a second. Would you just come eat with us? Would you come? Yeah. Just, yeah. I, I know this maybe seems improper, but I can't have you go right now. I can't see it right now. I don't quite understand it. But, but would, you, would you just come a little longer? That's that altar you're talking about right here. That's why we're opening this place right here. This is a place where you get to say, okay, would you come with me for a moment, Jesus? He's like, Jesus come with them? He showed up beside them. He's already planning to come with you. He's just saying, do you still want me? I'm knocking. I'm right here. And you're saying yes. And then he sat down and he broke the bread. And as his hands begin to touch that, your life, and he broke it, revelation came out. And understanding that you're right here, oh God, if we could stand to our feet. You see, God, He's the same one that brought you out before. And He's the only one who can do it again. I have been thinking about the miraculous workings of God all week. There, there, literally, there is nothing out there that can deliver you. I, you may get set free from jail, but that doesn't deliver the heart. You may sort through all the whys and why nots and get understanding of how you got to treat people, but nobody can take away the guilt of the hurt. Only Jesus. And so today, we must give Him glory. You may not be at a low place in life, but you got to give Him glory today. You may not be at the bottom of the barrel, but you need to worship Him for everything He's done in your life. Oh, you need to remember. You need to remember. <laughs>